0: Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast, By the Still Water. It is our intent that these messages be an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. Many interesting treasures have been uncovered in the long-running PBS show, The Antiques Roadshow. For most people that attend these events, they're left shaking their heads when they are told that the object that they brought was of no real value at all. But a few of these guests are surprised in a different way. In 2004, when the show visited St. Paul, Minnesota, a gentleman brought in his great grandfather's pocket watch to be examined. He had been told a few years before that it was worth about $6,000. The appraiser on the show replied, that is a little low. His appraisal of the Paddock Philippe pocket watch was $250,000. In an ironic twist. The same could be said for this expert's appraisal as being just a little low, because the pocket watch was later sold at auction for $1.5 million. We have been discussing in the previous episodes Paul's last letter. It is known as 2 Timothy. In the last chapter of this last book, the Apostle Paul has some very personal things to say. But let's set the stage one more time. The Apostle Paul is telling his friend that he is about to be killed for teaching people about Jesus. He is very clear about it when he tells Timothy, The time of my departure has come. We do not know exactly how he was killed, but the mechanics are less important than understanding that this amazing man was executed, owning nothing but his clothes and a few books Yet his work has had an impact on people today. He was not granted any special tomb, but his name is more well-known and more respected than any governor or emperor of Rome. He worked tirelessly for a cause that he gave his life for. One question that needs to be answered is, why? The great news is that Paul tells Timothy the answer to that question. But as we stand at the end of Paul's story, what do we know about his journey and how this ending connects with us? A brief outline of his life can help us understand and add context. He was born into a Jewish family that lived in the city of Tarsus. The location of his birth is significant. You see, the people from this city had been granted the same citizenship rights as people that were born in Rome itself. This would be important later, when he exercised his rights as a citizen in court. It allowed him to defend himself from unjust punishment and, ultimately, to be judged by Caesar himself. One interesting element of Paul's story is that he is introduced to us using a different name. In the earlier texts, he is called Saul. But consider that he was born and raised in a Roman city. It makes sense that he would have a more Roman name that people would have called him. He was called Saul to his Jewish friends and family, but Paul to those in the wider community. It would be the name Paul that would be recognized most often in the centuries after. He was raised and educated to be a Jewish teacher. We even know that a man by the name of Gamaliel was his teacher and mentor. His introduction to the story of Jesus comes as he takes part in the killing of a man named Stephen. Stephen's only crime was teaching about Jesus, yet he was killed by people throwing large stones at him until he died. The man watching the coats of those working so hard to kill Stephen was a young Jewish teacher named Saul. This moment was the beginning of the followers of Jesus being hunted and imprisoned, and some were even killed all actions that were headed up by this man named Saul. That we begin the story of Saul as an enemy of the followers of Jesus and end up with him being killed because of his work for Jesus. And in that statement, we have a mystery. As we look at this, it is important to hear Paul speak for himself on this point. He said to Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Why would the appraiser at the Antiques Roadshow believe that the pocket watch was so valuable? Part of the answer is that it was not alone. The watch was still in its original box. It had spare parts. It also included the original warranty from the company that created it in 1914. Everything about the presentation of the watch backed up its claim that it was what it seemed to be. We can ask the same questions of the Apostle Paul. From a staunch defender of the establishment, Saul made a profound life change he became the apostle Paul. Why did he devote his life to a cause that he once tried to stop? The answer is, he met Jesus. We are told the story of this conversion three times. All three were either told to Luke by Paul or recounted in his hearings when Paul made his legal defense. To sum up, he was traveling to Damascus when he was confronted with the risen Savior personally. It is important to remember that this man, Paul, would devote his life to sharing this story and, as we read earlier, to be executed for this cause. Now, over the years, people have proposed a number of explanations of Paul's behavior. Some have claimed that Paul was delusional or crazy, but crazy people do not write such rational and inspiring works like the letters from Paul the Apostle. When some read these letters to the churches in places like Corinth and Ephesus, these are not the ravings of a madman, but of someone that speaks of love and devotion and the plan of God to redeem man in very measured and clear words. Some have dismissed the apostleship of Paul as being a reach for power, money, money, or maybe even fame. But the story does not follow that explanation at all. Paul was mistreated and beaten and arrested numerous times because of what he was teaching about Jesus. He did not amass wealth or power, and he certainly did not shape his message to court influence or favor. He told of his conversion while wearing chains of a prisoner. When he responds to a statement made by King Agrippa, Would you have me become a Christian as well? Paul responds, I would wish to God that whether in a short or long time, not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. And in the end, no wealth or power survives being executed in Rome. Something powerful and personal compelled him to devote himself to the limit of what he could give. He died for the cause and the message of Jesus. One other important factor is the writings and friendship of Luke. He not only records the story of Paul's conversion, but devoted his life to the gospel as well. If Paul was a fraud, Luke was in the perfect position to see the dishonesty or the delusions. Instead, Luke was probably close by when his friend was killed for the message of Jesus. But we have been focused on the wrong thing. This last letter is not about Paul defending himself, but about encouraging his friend Timothy. He knows that he will be killed and that his death will be a blow to Timothy. But with each statement, he shows that he has not wavered in his commitment to the gospel. He knows that what he has done has been worth every moment of pain or hardship and encourages Timothy to do the same. Paul ends the letter with this statement. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Everything about Paul. His life, his writings, and his outlook all reflect the story he told Luke and those that put him on trial. The story that basically ends with the statement He saw Jesus, and Jesus is alive. From an obscure lockbox in St. Paul, Minnesota, the Paddock Philippe watch emerged, a one of a kind treasure. It was genuine and valuable far beyond what was ever imagined by its owner. Paul was the genuine article, and even in death he was giving us evidence of Jesus and of the resurrection. If Paul was who he claimed to be, it was because Jesus is all that he claimed to be. Are you willing to open the box and look inside? A great treasure awaits you. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Stillwater Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.